You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming. The Xfinity 10G network. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. This episode of the Bellas Podcast was recorded prior to August 29th, 2002, the day that Nikki Bella announced her marriage to Artem. We here at the Bellas Podcast would like to congratulate Nikki and Artem on getting married. Nikki Bella Says I Do will premiere on E! We look forward to the many times that Nikki will say, now that I'm a wife, on the podcast. The Bellas will be back next week to fill you in on life updates and more. While Nikki enjoys a week off, Here's a new episode for you all to enjoy. Nicole, what does the word abscond mean? (laughs) It means like obscure, like I can't believe that happened. Oh, but she's pretty. The bows are getting back. And we have a podcast. Part of that success is being open books. I think it would be amazing to do a comeback. It's so good, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is so good. Like, I want to do this all the time now. And now, coming to the mic, Nikki and Brie Bella. This is the Bella's Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Bella's Podcast. Nikki and I are super excited because it is back to school week. So we thought it would only be appropriate to bring on my daughter, Bertie Jo Danielson, and to also bring on this potty training guru who's going to give us all the insight on how to potty train. Nikki, are you ready? I am ready. Bring on the Berber and, of course, the, the potty training guru. This is my kind of episode. Here we go. But I hope your brain is working. Because uh, excuse me? You're about to go head-to-head with Burbert. <laughs> I already got to worry about my back-to-school resolutions and now this. All right. Bring it on, Birdie. Take it easy on Dodo. All right. Well, Nicole and I thought it'd be really special because this is our going-back-to-school episode that um, we'd play a little game with Birdie. And it is called, Are You Smarter Than a Five-Year-Old? So, Nicole... We're going to be asking you and Birdie questions of things Birdie has been learning in the last six to eight months. So it's things that five-year-olds are taught. It's a really fun game show. And so Nicole's going to be going against her niece, Birdie. Are you smarter than a five-year-old, Nicole? All right. And then Burbert, what we're going to do is I'm going to ask the question. We'll let Dodo answer first. And then we'll hear Dodo's answer. And then you answer. Next, okay? Mm-hmm. Question number one. You can't yell it. What color is indigo? White. Burbird. What color is indigo? Purple. Yay. I know. Oh, shoot. Birdie and I were at the um, nail salon, and Birdie asked for indigo. And I was like, me and the lady were looking at each other, and I'm like, well, what's indigo? And she's like, purple, duh. She goes, also lavender. But okay. Wow. Birdie one, Dodo zero. Okay. And you can't say it. Let Dodo answer first, okay? Mm. Okay, Nicole. Question number two. What does the word abscond mean? 
<laughs> abscond. <laughs> it means like obscure. Like I can't believe that happened. Oh, but she's pretty. Um, pretty. What does abscond mean? Let us go. Let's go. And in a hurry, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. So um, you're way off. It means let's go in a hurry. Yeah. And usually it's more, it usually it's more. um, That sounds like a daddy's kind of word. um, Mm -hmm. So every morning when they're off to go hiking or on their walks or to the coffee shop, Brian's always, let's abscond. And they hurry up and go, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But Birdie says it now all the time. And when Birdie was saying it, um, I was like you. I was like, I wonder what that means. And so that's okay. Okay, Nicole. Birdie two, Nicole zero. Question number three. (laughs) Name the colors of the rainbow in order, top to bottom. Red, orange, yellow, green, purple, blue. Okay, as she laughs at me. (laughs) Name the colors of the rainbow in order. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, angered, and violent. Yes. That is right. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. These are things that five year olds are learning. So I got it, Bray. So, Birdie three. Dodo, zero. Okay, Nicole, question number four. What's the biggest planet in our solar system? The sun. <laughs> the Just sun's kidding. Not, is the sun a planet? <laughs> you look at Bert. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Brian better be far away. I'm crying. Um, no, I don't think... <laughs> Okay, I don't even know right now. I don't think it is. Um, it is. Uh, wait, hold on. It's um, Saturn. Birdie, what's the biggest planet in our solar system? Jupiter. Yes. Oh, Birdie, what's the hottest planet in our solar system? I know that one. Uh, sun. Well, Mars. Nope. You, you got this right the other day. Saturn? Mm-mm. Begins with an M. Mercury. Mercury. Okay. Whoa. So. Oh, man. So I've had zero. For birds four, Dodo zero. Here's your last question. (laughs) Okay. Question number five, Nicole. What was the duck-billed dinosaur's horn used for? (laughs) Drinking water. No, tell her. It's for warning when danger's near. That's right. Really? How would it sound, Bird? What does it do? That's the noise. The duckbill's dinosaur's horn was used for warning other duckbills when danger was near. It would make noise and send. Wow. It was like a vibration thing. So, Birdie, you just sweep Dodo. You just beat me straight up. Five zero. So Nicole is not smarter than a five-year-old. Well, really? You didn't even know the sun was a planet. You looked at Birdie and you're like, is it? Like, I mean. I'm still a little confused (laughs) on that one. (laughs) Birdie, do you, so do you think you're smarter than Dodo? Yeah. Okay, you can't. Oh, man. Hey, Bird. You have a lot to teach me, Bird. Is there any quotes or inspiration you want to tell our listeners? Uh... Let's see, that uh, that scientist just do science. Yeah, scientists just do science. That's good. That's good. Anything else you want to let us all know that you yeah. think is really important that we all should know? Any words of wisdom you want to give them? Uh, that art can be whatever you discover. Oh. Oh my gosh! Art can be that. wherever you discover. Berber. That's so good. Oh my goodness, baby. That I think that is so beautiful. I absolutely love that. That really touches Dodo. That is. That's in bird. Can you tell oh. Dodo all the art you've been doing? I've been doing so much. Yeah. Really? You've been doing a lot of art? I saw your mommy sent me a video. I like how you decorated it around your bed. Yeah. 
How much um, art have you been doing? What kind of artwork? So much. Well, I know. <laughs> what kind, though? Little does. She's been Aww. doing portraits. Is it going to be whenever you do your first fashion show? Are those like all the outfits? So you're designing like your models with outfits, your mm-hmm. designs? Yeah, so I make uh, two of them are superheroes. One is me. Oh. I mean, and then tell Dota what you want to be when you grow up. A scientist, a singer, make people's wrestling outfits, uh, be an artist, and wrestle, and what else? Um, I think that's all. Oh my yeah. That's really, Birdie, that is so amazing. And guess what? You can be it all. Yeah, and Birdie's going to do it all because what do, you, what do you always say how mommy makes her money? Doing wrestling. Well, not wrestling. You say mommy makes her money doing a lot of things, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's good, baby. Well, I okay. think one day, Birdie, you're going to be taken over, so I love you. Okay, let's say bye to everyone. Bye. Okay, bye, bye Berber. I love you so, so much, and I can't wait to tell everyone that you beat me. Okay, <laughs> so now I'm doing this. It's off. Okay. Let us have start. <laughs> now I'm doing off. Okay. Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh, yeah. And you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum. And their dust dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce in a flavorful dry rub. Mm, It's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We really do. We actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses. So if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house 
Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having a company really care about the ingredients inside it, that's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot. Some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an international delight cold foam creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part? Mm Mm-hmm. It works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato, so you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store, and be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla? I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit, he calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French Vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay, how many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me, yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. All right, so Nikki and I are so excited because on the podcast today, we have a potty training consultant, pretty much potty guru. She will teach your kids how to potty very quickly and very good. Um, we have Allison Jandu. Allison, thank you so much for coming on. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, yeah. we are so excited. We have so many questions for you. Uh, uh, good. Bring it on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny because, Nicole, I'll let you, you know, add some more detail to it, but my sister and I, um, our boys are going to start school this year and we're super excited, but about a month ago, the boys are two, about a month ago, we get this email that the boys, not that they have to be 100% potty trained going to school, but they're only allowed to wear underwear, no diapers, nothing. So they make a mess, then it'll be fresh new undies. And I was kind of like, okay, and second time mom. So I'll start to introduce buddy to potty training. And they're like, okay, just introduce it. Doesn't have to be fully trained, which is weird to me because I feel like you have to be consistent. But my sister here freaked out to where she was even like, I I don't know if then Mateo can go to school. I mean, I don't know. This seems crazy. Okay. Well, he just turned two. And when I got the email, he wasn't two yet. And so I freaked out because my son doesn't even talk yet. And I have to teach him how to potty train. And I'm just, I'm like, is this possible? And that's why I desperately need your help because I'm like, is it possible for kids this age? What are the steps? What's your advice? Like, I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah, sure. I'm both going to pick your brain from two different places. Cause my son tells me all the time when he has to poop and pee and he always goes five minutes later. 
So I'm going to have Nicole start with her questions she wants to ask you. And then I want to pick your brain about where my son's at, because I don't want to miss the boat on the perfect time to potty train. Yes. So you want to know if it's too early to start, right? Too yes. probably seems a little early, especially if he doesn't have like those clear communication skills yet, which definitely isn't uncommon for kids that age, you know. From everything that research tells us, everything that we get from American Academy of Pediatrics, they do actually recommend like right around your child's two-year birthday to be kind of the ideal time to start at least introducing the concept of potty training to your child. Um, Granted, obviously, there's a lot of other factors that come into play aside from just age, right? Like you were saying, you know, he doesn't quite talk yet, and that can definitely kind of um, prolong or push back the process for, in his case, a little bit, for sure, and that's totally normal. From a readiness standpoint, you know, there are certain kind of cues that you can look for as far as, you know, being physiologically or biologically ready to start potty training, which is definitely what has to be established first before, you know, we can move on to teaching those different behavioral techniques and things like that. So I don't think you need to panic too much, especially since you have, it sounds like a really supportive school on your side that's going to help him learn and maybe be able to carry over kind of the same techniques that you're doing at home into the school environment, which consistency is everything. I'll just tell you guys that right now. So, Mm -hmm. um, so that is definitely, I don't think you need to panic. So I think that, you know, as long as you can gradually kind of start introducing the concept to him in some like fun, low pressure ways without any crazy, like pressure for him to do or perform any like on his own at first yet should be very helpful and it's not going to necessarily be detrimental or or set him back or anything like that so I know it can be daunting to think about starting but you know take a deep breath because I think I think you guys will will be okay obviously the school knows what they're doing so right which is and it's so true and I've seen how kids who have taken this taller program have excelled and I guess, you know, especially being a first-time mom, I get so worried because I immediately think like he's, you know, he's going to have to learn probably a lot of talking and that's going to be a big process for him in school. And then now it's this potty training and then it's like, and I think the kids are too young to bully or like, you know, recognize like, oh, he he peed his pants, you know, he doesn't know how to go to the bathroom. And so I get protected on those feelings and my fiance Artem, his mom, so she told us to get a little toilet. So when he starts to do it, put him on the toilet. I did it one time and the kid screamed like bloody murder. He was like, what are you like? What are you doing? What are you putting me on? And so I was like, Artem, put that away for good. And like, <laughs> we terrified the poor kid. And yeah. so I guess maybe I'm just like, how do I, how do I even start this? Yeah. No, I mean, that's a totally legit concern, right? Because we don't want to overwhelm them too much because exactly like what you were saying, like, how does he even know what's happening with his body at this point? Like, he's only been in diapers his whole life up till now. So he probably doesn't even necessarily yet, like understand or realize when he's peeing or pooping or like what's going on down there because it's all concealed by the diaper. So that's why it's better to kind of... um, kind of not gradually but you want to introduce the concept to him first so he knows what a potty is what it's used for maybe sees like you and his dad using the potty a few times reading books about it um, watching videos doing some pretend play with like a doll or something sitting on the potty so that he starts to understand the process and that it's a normal thing and it's a healthy thing and it's something everybody does so that he doesn't automatically put his defenses up when you do ask him to use the potty because he'll already be a little bit familiar with it. So that usually tends to work better than just, you know, throwing them on the potty randomly one day because they're automatically <laughs> going to be like, what the heck is going on? I was doing just fine with my diaper, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I think something like that might be more beneficial to him, especially if he does struggle a little bit with communication right now, because, um, because that can also be frustrating for him too, if he doesn't have the words to express what he's feeling or express 
us that, you know, he's feeling worried about the change and, and all of that kind of stuff. So doing it in, you know, kind of a fun and playful way at first can potentially help him ease into that transition a little bit better. Okay. That's, that's good to know. Cause I have noticed lately when I'm using the bathroom, he runs over and he's very curious about what's going on. He loves water. So he's very drawn to water. So he's very interested in what is this? Because when I use the restroom, I don't let him out of my sight. I always bring him in the bathroom with me. So he's now before he didn't care, but now he's like, what is she doing? So. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's one of the signs of them starting to become aware and curious and interested in the process. And you can totally use that to your advantage when you're starting to teach him. I love that. It's crazy because with my daughter, Birdie, when I potty trained her, it's true. I, she was always, I would always tell her like, you want to poo poo like mama on the toilet. And we'd always talk about it. And I always had a little toilet out even if she didn't use it. So she started to get familiar and wasn't afraid of it. And we read so many books. It's actually funny because your book you have, How Do You Poop? We had, yes. we, we had that book. I mean, Brian and I bought every single, I think, fun poop book because Birdie loves to read. And I can't believe how much that helped her because she wanted yeah. to be like the characters in the story. And it's almost like she knew how to be potty trained before we even started by reading. So yeah, kids are such visual learners. So I love books for that reason, especially when you can find some that have like really fun illustrations that are both, you know, instructional, but also kind of playful as far as their story goes. And that really engages kids and they're like, they're learning without even realizing that they're learning. So that I totally love books. It's like one of my favorite ways to teach kids a new skill. I need to order a bench. Yeah, you do. You got to get on that, Nicole. Um, my son, (laughs) he is doing a thing and I'm starting to time it where he'll come up to me and be like, mama, poo-poo, mama, poo-poo. And within five minutes he starts pushing. And I kept asking my husband, I'm like, is this like the big sign where we're supposed to potty train? Like we will then put him on the toilet, like within five minutes and sit and wait. So I didn't know. I'm like, he's so vocal about poop and pee. Yeah. Like so vocal. That's great. Yeah. Having that awareness is that's like kind of one of the main steps of potty training anyway, right? It's like we want them to learn how to listen to their body and recognize those urges that they're feeling and then take the appropriate action as far as, you know, going to sit on the potty and putting their pee and poop in the potty. So the fact that he already understands that and recognizes that feeling even while he's still wearing a diaper, which a lot of kids don't because the diaper can sometimes mask those feelings is huge. So you've definitely got that working in your favor already, which is great. That's amazing. And you know, when they start school and they're wearing underwear from like half a day, I feel like I have to keep that consistency at home. Like I can't just all of a sudden go home and put him in a diaper. I feel like if he's at school in underwear, I feel like we, we need to go home and still be in underwear. Like maybe do pull-ups through the night, but I don't know. Like, isn't, is that the consistency you think, or do you think it'd be confusing if we did both? So it all depends. It depends on how ready he is, how ready you guys are, and how, you know, capable you are of fitting it into your existing lifestyle, right? Like you don't want it to be something forced or something stressful. Like once he gets home from school and you guys are like stressing over him using the potty because he's going to have accidents if he's in underwear and all of these things. So if that doesn't fit into your existing schedule and lifestyle right now, then I think it is okay if he's just doing it while he's at school, because at least he knows when he goes to school, that's what happens. But it definitely would be helpful if you were able to carry it over, especially if he's starting to have successes at school so that he understands the clear expectations between both environments, right? That, you know, we want pee and poop to only go in the potty now and it's never okay to go pee or poop in our pants. And if you were to put a diaper back on him when he gets home from school, just know that that might hinder the progress a little bit. I'm not saying it would, you know, completely undo everything that he's learning while he's at school, but it may make the process take longer for him to fully understand. Okay. And then what's your feeling of giving them a reward when they go on the toilet? 
it's a very controversial topic, but I personally am a big fan and I've spent a lot of time researching that because I, I wonder, you know, like why are people so against giving rewards? But a lot of the research that I've done does find that using rewards to teach a child a new skill can be a very beneficial thing because in layman's terms, you know, people are more likely to do something that they don't want to do if they're going to get something out of it in return. So I think even as adults, that kind of holds true, right? So um, so I think rewards are definitely beneficial. Um, it's been shown that it can using rewards can improve the parent-child relationship overall. It can help them build their internal motivation to want to actually master the skill for themselves instead of you know just doing it in order to get access to the reward. Um, so I'm personally a big fan of using rewards rewards. Um, one little tip when it comes to that, though, is to, if you can, try to think of something that they are really excited about that they don't get access to for anything else except for using the potty. Um, and then if it's exclusive to just potty success, then that gives them even more motivation to do it, right? Because there's no other opportunity for them to get access to that thing. So keeping an exclusive potty designated reward can be really helpful. Yeah, you know, my daughter, we didn't let her ever have sweets. So when we started potty training, we let her try like a dark chocolate chip. And um, like- Okay, yeah, those are perfect. Yeah, from Whole Foods. And I swear that's why she potty trained so fast is because she wanted those dark chocolate chips. And, yeah. um, yeah, it was like, and it was so cute cause she would be so proud of herself and so excited. It just, it felt like a really great moment every time it happened. So it's so true. Yeah. Seeing them be so proud of themselves is like the best feeling in the world. And if you can really build on that and get them to feel that kind of internal drive, then that's going to, that's, what's going to keep the whole process going forward. Right. Because mm -hmm. obviously you don't want to give them a treat every day until, you know, they right. leave for college, but, <laughs> um, but eventually, you know, after they've done it so many times, it's going to become a habit and they're just going to start doing it. And if they feel proud of themselves along the way, which is where, you know, the parents and the teachers and the coaches kind of come into play, um, then, then that just builds on that pride and that excitement over them learning this new thing. Totally. Well, it's funny because my daughter yeah. never really, I feel like when she was fully potty trained, she never bugged us for like rewards constantly. Like I, I do yeah. think that kind yeah. of goes away. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah, I agree. If you do it, if you do it in the right way and you don't like make a big deal out of it when you stop the rewards, like, okay, no, now you need to know how to do this. You don't, you don't get a treat anymore for this. Like then that can cause some resistance and some pushback and, and stuff like that. But you know, if you just kind of let it phase out naturally, most of the time for kids, it's not an issue. And I think that may be what a lot of parents are concerned about. I feel like chocolate will for sure work in my family because oh, Mateo is yeah. obsessed with chocolate. So Perfect. I just might have to do that. You know, Mateo travels with my fiance and I a lot, um, especially okay. me. And he's going to be traveling with me before school starts. And okay. so how do you do this traveling and training? Like, how do you keep the consistency going of what you started in your home, bringing it into your travels? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I think that's something that a lot of busy parents are struggling to like find that balance with nowadays because you mm -hmm. can't just put your whole life on hold for like a few months while they're mastering how to use the potty, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, so there are a lot of really great travel potty options to where you know you can either take like a small um like foldable potty that can be used as like a standalone potty or it can be folded out and used as like an insert for on top of a regular toilet if you were in like a public bathroom or something like that and uh and that's able that kind of gives them that consistency right because it keeps the expectations the same that you know no matter where we are we're going to be using the potty it doesn't matter if you know if we're in the car you can tell mommy and I'll you know pull over or if we're on the subway or whatever just let me know and we can like show like show them that you have the potty with you and that can give them a little bit more confidence and um, reassurance that they're not left like 
helpless when they feel the need to go. Um, and I would recommend if you do get one of those little travel potties to like practice with it a little bit at home first so that they're familiar with it. So the first time that they're using it isn't when you're in some strange place that can yeah. usually help. So, um, but you're right. Having that consistency even out of the house, I think is a lot of parents just want to slap a pull up on them out of not wanting to deal with it or not wanting to um, have the inconvenience of them having accidents potentially in a public place. But I think you're still able to, um, if you're if you're brave enough, <laughs> you can mm -hmm. kind of like pack yourself a little survival kit. You probably had a diaper bag with you anyway, so just have some extra changes of clothes, um, some cleanup supplies if you need it, and uh, and just kind of be brave and get out there and and do it i don't like families to be held hostage just because they're potty training you know yeah we have to have it kind of fit into our daily lives not alter our daily lives to accommodate potty training so and my other question is is there myths to this that there's foods that you should stay away from like giving your toddler or oh there is As okay as far as um, as far as like constipation and things like that go, or or just I mean, is as and I don't words. even yeah, or is it a thing of like oh you're well, potty training your child now, don't give them these certain type of things. Well, because some people will say, what's the thing to give them to make them poop? Um, yeah. Um, what, what can I think so about? the things. That... <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. So first of all, pooping can kind of be its whole own ball game right when it comes to potty training and if you know that your child already has kind of a tendency to lean towards being on the constipated side or um, has been constipated in the past then that's definitely something that you want to take into account as you're starting the potty training process because potty training sometimes can can increase the risk of constipation just because kids are still learning how to figure out their bodies. They may want to hold on to their poop for a little bit longer and be apprehensive about letting it out into the potty at first, which can lead to constipation. So definitely want to try to incorporate a lot of fluids, a lot of healthy fats um, and fiber into their diet as you're starting the potty training process. So lots of fruits and vegetables if you can do it. Smoothies are a great way to kind of get those things in um, if your child tends to be more of a picky eater so uh, being a little bit proactive and trying to prevent that constipation from developing before it starts can help you avoid any speed bumps in your progress once they're actually in the midst of starting potty training nice you know what okay. date good to know i gave birdie yes dates so i could dates and dried apricots are also yes. very good yeah I and did. then prunes are in that group too right Yep, it's not what older people group. will have, prune, yeah. prune juice or something. Prunes, be careful with prunes. I've found that prunes can be a little aggressive on the stomach Ooh, um, for okay. little kids. Um, so I wouldn't do more than one a day for, for a toddler. But um, but dates are definitely good. Dried apricots are also very good. So those pro would probably be a better option than, than the prunes. But prunes or prune juice can also definitely get things moving if need be. Yeah, see, that's... Wow. And Nicole, what See, I'm starting to get out of teething and now I'm going into potty training and it's just, <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, is there a moment? Yeah. Where you just chill. And I don't think nope. there is. That's <laughs> Never a dull moment. <laughs> I mean, look at nope, our mother. Sure we're like, isn't. we're going to be 39 and our poor mother doesn't even chill between her kids. <laughs> My mom's like, there's never yeah, a time true. you're just like not losing sleep at night over your children. I'm like, oh gosh. Yeah. So this is the rest of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, get ready. Yeah. I do have another question. Now, when you're in this beginning stages of potty training, are you also teaching them wiping? Or are you first, your goal is to just teach them to go in the potty and then we work on wiping? Yeah. So I think that your school will probably be really essential in helping them learn how to master every step of using the potty, you know, as far as dressing and undressing, washing hands, wiping, flushing, the whole nine yards. Um, a lot of times kids when they're, especially when they're at that two, early three mark, they're not even anatomically built to be able to do the reach around and wipe properly their little arms are still kind of short to be able to do that especially while they're trying mm. to balance on the potty so um so i usually tell parents not to stress over getting them independent with wiping in the beginning you're probably you know if your child wants to do it 
let them practice at it uh, and then still just kind of go behind them, obviously, for a while until you're confident that they're getting themselves clean. Honestly, to get a little raw with you guys, my son is eight and sometimes I still am not 100% confident in his wiping abilities. So it's definitely something that takes practice and patience with them learning. So not something that I would prioritize necessarily at the very beginning. And Nicole, what you're saying earlier, you know, I went not even like this was six months ago. I picked up Birdie from school and she was in different clothes and I dropped her off in. So like as a mom, I was like, she peed her pants, which she did. She peed her pants at school. And I think I was more devastated than Bird. Bird didn't care. She was like skipping out of school, like nothing happened. And I couldn't wait to talk to her private in the car about it. And I was like, okay, yeah. so I've changed of clothes. Did you pee your pants? And her teacher told me because she handed me a bag. And she was like, yeah, I did. I was playing on the playground. I just didn't want to go to the bathroom. And I was like, well, did you do it in front of everyone? Were you embarrassed? And she was like, no. So I was like, okay. So I think as like yeah. maybe we get more embarrassed than them, but no one made fun of her. That's what she told me. She said nobody made fun of her. So that was big. Yeah. But um, it was devastating for me. I think I even lost sleep that night. I was just like, poor thing. Like, yeah. So Mateo will be fine. Yeah. Now, Allison, looking on your website, um, so I could hire you as like a coach to help coach me through this whole process, correct? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So that's my specialty is customized potty training plans. Okay. Uh, I don't necessarily believe in like a one size fits all way to do this because every child, like even you guys are saying both of your kiddos are the same age and they're at very different stages, it sounds yeah. like in the process. So from one family to the next, one child to the next, it's it's usually always different. So I really like to come at it with a customized approach, something that's going to meet the family where they are, work off of the child's personality and the way that they learn to come up with something that's really going to be effective for them instead of just preaching one specific kind of method. So, um, so yes, you can hire me to come up with a plan for you and then kind of walk you through the whole process and provide that support all, all along the way until you get the success that you're looking for. Yeah, I like that. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that. Um, cause what I've just realized in other areas in my life, I've been hiring different coaches. I have a life coach. Now I have, uh, I guess I call her like a health nutritionist balance coach and already just those little things in my life. I can't believe how one. much it's changed. You have a meditation. Well, and then a meditation one and we had a sleep trainer. And so when I was looking at your website, I'm like, I'm just, I'm going to have her help me because that's the thing is I want to be able to speak to you personally and privately of like, what's going on with Mateo? How is he reacting? The day-to-day progress, um, you know, just to measure all of that. And I think that's incredible that you do that. And I'm like mind blown of how many families you have helped. I mean, that's so incredible. 500,000, right? Is it something like uh, that? No, not quite 500,000, but 5,000. Oh, so 5,000 5, and growing every day. Yeah, I do have online courses as well. So a lot of families will come on, you know, and they can take my online courses. They can get okay. support that way as well. Um, or you can work with me and do the one-on-one consulting, which is a little more personalized, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think it gives parents a lot of confidence to, to know that you have kind of an expert in your back pocket so that if something doesn't go exactly to plan you don't have to necessarily throw in the towel and like come up with something completely new like you can just reach out and get that support and and find a way to keep going until you cross the finish line yeah and I've realized too when you bring coaches into families it's it prevents a lot of arguments between the parents because it's so crazy how differently you'll see things with your significant other, spouse, partner, whatever they may be. Um, And I feel like majority of Artem and I's arguments now in our relationship is based on Mateo and how we feel and how we're raising him. So I've noticed that you bring in more of the outside advice and the experts. So you could be like, that's what, that's what Allison yep. said to do. So this is how we're going to do it. Like, you can't yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It helps keep everybody on the same page and like kind of stick to a set plan. And I work with a lot of like um, families, you know, who are separated, like the spouses are separated and divorced and those kinds of things. And it does just kind of help keep everybody accountable, keep everybody on the same page so that, you know, it's, it's not 
divisive in the relationship and it's not confusing for the child because one parent's saying one thing while the other is saying something else so yeah i love that that is, this has been so informative. Great. Thank you. Yeah, like they say, it takes oh, a village to raise a child. So we just 100%. need a really village. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you, it has made me feel so much better. You know what I love about springtime is that you kind of get to refresh your closet. You know, fall, winter, we're all bundled up. And then when spring comes... The sun is truly out. You get to ditch all the layers and just refresh your look. I mean, I feel like I'm totally in for like refreshing my wardrobe. Bringing a little color. I need spring shopping. I mean, Brie, Walmart has like some incredible styles out right now and so affordable. Oh, that is right. This spring, there's only one destination for the latest fashion. Home and beauty inspired by real life. Walmart. Be it bold swimwear or graphic beach towels, glowy makeup or sleek activewear, or even elevated furniture and mix and match tableware to inspire your next spring gathering at home. Discover surprisingly stylish new season favorites at Walmart now or shop it on the Walmart app. Go to walmart.com slash now trending. That's walmart.com slash now trending. Now trending. Your style at Walmart. Warning. Things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut in in our eyes. Usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping. Ooh, that is the intense that I like. Intense heat, lasting plump. From the hot new Lifter Plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, Lifter Plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. We like to end our podcast with inspiration, affirmation, and I don't know if there's a motto, a quote, an affirmation that you live by that you would love to share with our listeners. We would love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so mine obviously always stems back to potty training because that's what I live and breathe all day, every day. Um, But my main thing that I would want all mothers or parents to know as they're kind of embarking on this daunting journey is to try to avoid comparing yourself or your experience to anybody else because I know especially I mean this kind of applies to all things in motherhood right or or all like developmental kind of milestones for kids is you know you may look at somebody else and, and the success that they're having and be wondering why you're stuck or wondering why something's not working for you when you're trying to do all the right things or all the same things Um, And just know that that can be normal, you know, that like I was saying before, like every child tends to potty train in a different way. Uh, So you shouldn't necessarily look at your struggles that you might be having with potty training as a reflection on your skills as a parent or anything like that. So, you know, just try to to keep your blinders on and stay focused on your unique situation instead of, you know, getting that unwanted advice from the outsiders or um, trying to compare yourself to somebody else and wondering why you're not where you think you should be because you're the best parent for your child and 
you know, you were chosen to be their mother for a reason. So I don't know. That's kind of always what I like to say. (laughs) I love that. That That is so important. Mothers, daddies, all everyone to hear because it's so true. Motherhood's hard and it's hard not to compare ourselves to other people. So I love that. I I love love that too. It's not even fair to the child when we as mothers compare. And so it's really good to hear those words. Yeah. We all need it. Well, listeners, you need to check out Allison Jandu. Her website's pottytrainingconsultant.com. You could catch her on Instagram at at pottytrainingconsultant and also on Twitter at pottytrainingconsultant. So we are so excited to have you, and you're going to be getting a call from the Bellas um, because we are going to... Uh, Brie, Brie, that was TikTok, TikTok, Oh, TikTok. That, yes, TikTok. Showed my not age. on Twitter. That's one I've never dabbled in. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to. That just showed my age. So the T is T. <laughs> yes. <T-T. laughs> um, and you can catch her at TikTok at Potty Training Consultant. So we, um, this was amazing. So you're going to definitely get a call from the Bellas because we are going to definitely use your help through this really great journey with our boys. I can't believe they're growing yeah. up. It's so it happens so fast, right? It really so does. It's mind blowing, but it's beautiful yeah. too. I love it. I love seeing the growth. All right, we'll see you next week. Let us abstract. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night. Student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.